Good morning, this is Dee Dee Banks, and I hope all is well with each and every one of you. And I thank you for listening to me today, um, October the 11th, 2020. We are moving very fast through 2020. It has been, been a very trying year for all of us. This virus has has devastated so many lives. Um, there's been a lot of good that has transpired in 2020, but we have had a lot of sadness and a lot of losses, unfortunately. We need God, family. We need Jesus in our lives. And as we start approaching uh, the cold season, you know, um, it's going to be more challenging because the virus has started to spike up uh, due to we're catching colds and colds, colds and flu. The flu is a mixed signal for uh, the virus also. You know, with that going on in the, you know, the season of flu and cold, it's going to be very challenging for us. We're also uh, trying to prepare ourselves for election day. That's very challenging because we're going to hear a lot of negativity. We're going to people who will be in the voting lines. Uh, they will be um, intimidated by haters out there. Um, the people are being armed with weapons uh, publicly now. And so, family, we need Jesus. We need to be praying. It is praying time. It has been praying time for the last five years, but it is really praying time. We are getting close to the end. And what I mean is Jesus is on the way. The world is perishing and we need to be prepared for this. And the only way to be prepared is to have Jesus Christ in your life. We need to be praying constantly for this world. We are in trouble. And as you know, um, there's, we hear about it every time, you know, reading the newspaper, turning on the television, times are changing. God is not happy. We're going through a very challenging time. So we need to be praying and we need to be coming together as one in love because without love, nothing else matters. We have a leader of the president of the United, the leader of uh, um, our country, United States of America, who is full of hatred and negativity and is starting to spill over into hateful people who were already hateful, but the president has stirred up so much trouble uh, into our communities and into the minds of the people. People feel that racism is okay. People feel that murder is okay. People feel that violence is okay. And it's not okay. It is not love. And God is not happy. And that's why we're going through what we're going through. God is allowing these things to happen. So those that do not know Christ and they are saying that uh, God you know, blaming God for all this that is going on. No, don't blame God. God is a loving God, but he is tired. He has warned us over and over and over again to change our lives, to repent of our sins, to love one another. 
You know, he has said it to us over and over and over again. And we are going in reverse instead of moving forward. We are going backward with hatred and violence and um, just so much negativity going on in the world. And we can't we can't have this. We, we've got to rise up above all of this hatred, hatred towards women, which is misogyny. And this country is full of misogyny. Women have got to come together and learn to love one another and respect one another. Because if we don't come together as one and start among ourselves loving one another, this is not going to get better because... God created us to bring human life into the world. Most of us don't even know who we are. Most of us don't even realize that we are queens of the universe. And we make it happen. And we bring love and to the earth. We bring life. He created us women to bring life onto the earth. And we are so special and we are so loved by God. But if we are so full of sin, hatred, ugly competition, and the things that we have been doing as women, we're not going to move forward. It's going to take women to change the world, ladies. It's going to take the women to put their crowns back on their heads, be real queens that God created you to be, not with all this fake stuff. Not with this exterior stuff. It's internal. And we have to get our internal lives together. The world has made us feel that we are less than. That we are not accounted for. That we don't mean anything. But to dress provocative, lay down on our backs and give our bodies, you know, to to people that don't even deserve it. Don't even deserve the conversation. And we have got to get ourselves together because the younger, the princess right now, the princesses are looking at the queens and how the queens respond is how the princesses will respond. So those of us who have daughters, granddaughters, nieces, we need to get ourselves together and set examples for them so this can be a greater nation. Things are going to get tougher and tougher and tougher. It's in the Word. Read the book of Revelation. We are there. We are at the end. Okay? Time is winding up. And there is a life after this life. There's heaven and then there's hell. So you need to study and understand what where hell is, which is the army of Satan, and heaven Heaven is God. Heaven is where God is. Heaven is Jesus Christ. So you have to make a choice which direction that you want to go. Amen. This morning I want to talk about um, being, uh, evaluate what you we are attracted to. Um, I heard a message the other day and I want to share it with you um, about how to attract uh, your soulmate and I've been uh, listening to, um, reading the books from R.C. Blake's, uh, The Father-Daughter Talk, and it has helped me tremendously because I was raised without my father, 
And um, when you're raised without a father in your life, I don't care if your father's in the home, if he has not spoken life into you and give you what you needed, the tools you need to operate as a strong queen, if you didn't get that father-daughter talk, then you are lost, as millions and millions and millions of women have been. And so the men are either totally absent or either the men were there and they were uh, mentally absent. So I want to talk about attracting your soulmate. And you want to be have the desire uh, to have what you're, uh, desire what you are attracted to. Okay? You desire something badly, but your mind is still programmed to what you do not deserve. So until you evaluate what you are attracted to, you will never get what you deserve. Okay? You are attracted to everything that you are getting. You are attracted to everything that you are getting. Read 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 6 through 7. Okay? You must remove childish attractions and lustful desires that you have not addressed. You are full of lust that the world said that you must desire, like our ego and our pride, for instance. When you maintain childish attractions, you will always preoccupy your life with the wrong people. If you keep choosing someone by how much money they make, how tall they are, the color of their skin, rating their looks from a 1 to 10, you make decisions like a child without wisdom. And you will get what the flesh provides. You will get what your flesh provides. Like misery, pain, shame, and guilt. And you may get caught up in a soul tie. A soul tie. A soul tie count because of your attraction to those things. All, the number, that was number one. So number two is... You need to become what you desire. What does your profile look like? Are you what you're looking for in a person? Would that person be attracted to you in your present state? Have you worked on yourself other than your outer appearance? Self-actualization is the key to attracting what you deserve because we are not projecting it. So those of us who are in the gym, working out, trying to be a particular size, get a big butt or flat stomach or um, go get your, you know, all this plastic surgery. We are working from the outside, but the inside, the internal part of us has been neglected. So you have to work on your inner side, inner being, so that you can, it'll show on your outer being, okay? Okay. Now, in the book of Esther, chapter 2, 15 through 17, Esther, she went through a purification process and a perfecting process before any of her queendom happened. She became a queen inside and out. Therefore, she had done her work. When the king looked at her, she obtained his eyes because she was everything that she desired to attract the female equivalent to lordship. So 
Queen Esther, she did whatever she needed to do to become everything that she wanted to attract. So that's what we need to do, ladies, okay? Are we our best version? The image of you that was created by God? Are we? Your excellent list pertaining to yourself. The checklist that God created in you that you have not worked on. So check your internal list. Amen? Check your internal list. Then there's number three. You have to be available 99%. You have to be available. 99% of us do not leave enough available for anyone to show up because we have stacked up soul ties after soul ties. We have been occupied with so much toxic stuff that we have not been available for God to send anyone. God will not send us a king when you still have soul ties with all those bobos that you lied on your back for and they didn't lie their life down for us. Your side chicken giving wifey benefits to a fool who have not even given you a ring. Isn't that the truth? A lot of women out there. I did it in the past too. We were side chicken giving men wifey benefits and we didn't even have a ring. We didn't have any type of conversation from a man that, that mentioned that they want to marry us. We were just going to and throw, um, giving them everything of us that they should they did not deserve. Okay? You ha- we have been a product of fleshy choices. All the look stuff, and we all know that look fades. So no matter how we try to make ourselves look so beautiful with this plastic surgery, with all this working out, you know, the minute that beauty fades. Beauty is only skin deep. Beauty fades. Okay? So we need to remember that. You have to know a person who ministers to your mind, your emotions, your instincts with your will. In addition to that, know how to, uh, someone that knows how to make love to your mind. You have to be alone for your king to show up, okay? So a man needs to to, uh, minister to our minds. A man needs to make love to our minds. Um, and, And we need to be alone with ourselves to learn who we are as women, Uh, for our king to show up. And uh, that's it. Go to Psalms 37 verses 4 through 5. Okay? Let God dictate everything for you. You will not be happy alone unless you trust in God. Wives wait. Girlfriends go for anything. Wives analyze, they prioritize, and they wait. They know what a husband material is not. There is a time and a season of the purpose of heaven. Amen. That's you find that in Luke, uh, verse uh, chapter twenty-one, verse nineteen. So let me go back to that. Wives, wait. Girlfriends go for anything. 
Wives analyze, prioritize, and wait. They know what what husband material is not. So when you are wife material, when you have made up your mind that you want to be a wife, you want to get married, you will know when a man is not husband material. Because wives, they analyze and they prioritize. And when you're just a girlfriend, you just want to date men. And that's fine. Marriage is not for everyone. I understand it. I really, really, really never understood it. And, you know, coming up, I married young. Then I uh, married again. But I really, after the first marriage, when I married again, I never, ever really thought marriage was attractive. Why? Because I never had met anyone that had a beautiful marriage. They were uh, there was so much cheating. Married men were out there in the streets as if they were single. And I had always said to myself, how could I get married and, you know, be with someone that is in the street chasing women? I might as well be single, you know, versus dealing with someone that he is betraying me and he's out there cheating on me. And I seen so much of it that it turned me off. And I was single uh, for so many years, like 40, over 40 something years being single. And uh, uh, before I married uh, the second time. And so marriage is um, not for everyone because marriage uh, requires a lot of work, a lot of communication, a lot of giving and a lot of taking. So it's not for everyone. But if a woman chooses to be a single woman, be a queen, a single queen. And when you date, date up and not date down. So it's good to be a single woman and pick uh, and choose to be with kings, date kings and not date uh, beneath your um, means and to not let um, create soul ties for yourself. Being in relationships with men sexually creates soul ties. So it'll cause you to be a very jealous, vicious, competitive, ugly person internally. I don't care how much education that you go and get. I don't care how much money you get, what kind of business uh, you have, how successful you have when you Do not surround yourself with kings and you are a queen who respects yourself and set examples from yourself that you're not going to be any of those negative things. You're going to be what God created you to be and not what Satan created you to be. You're going to be a miserable, miserable person and you're headed for hell. Okay, so it's fun and nice. You know, your world, your heaven might just be here on earth, having fun, destroying lives, uh, messing with married men, men that don't belong to you, uh, being competitive towards other women, hateful and nasty to one another. But this will be your heaven on earth and you are headed to hell. So surround yourself with positive things. Get your internal self together so that you can make it into heaven and also set examples for the next queens that are coming up. Amen. Now, let me get back to my topic here. Why you keep running after people? Why do you, the reason why we run after people instead of people running after us 
which means what I'm talking about is men. You are a man chaser because you are broken. You're out doing a man's job. It said a man who findeth a wife findeth a good thing. Okay, so you're out of order when you're out looking and searching for a man instead of putting yourself in a position for the man, the king, to find you. Not just a man, any man, but a king. You have a broken spirit and you need to get your spirit in check, okay? You are never too old to get Mr. Right. So if you haven't met Mr. Right all the years of you living, you have been broken, you didn't know, you know, you didn't have that father-daughter talk with your father, you didn't have a pastor, a good pastor, a good leader in your church who have taught women um, how to love themselves and turn them to Jesus Christ. You know, if you haven't had that opportunity in your life, it is not too late. It is never too late to have Mr. Right in your life and to have love and to find love. I've seen women get married at, at 70s and 80s and even 90s. You know, it is a beautiful thing. A lot of women are marrying late. So don't get anxious and mess with these bobos who are screwing up your life and in turn you are screwing up every other person's life by being hateful you're not happy with yourself and you're going to take that out on other people especially women you're judging yourself comparing yourself when you see someone nice and sweet and got everything that you wish you had then you hate her and it's not right you need to develop to develop those same qualities in yourself which what God is what God created for you that we all have different crowns our crowns are different sizes our crown don't fit uh, the next person's crown you know what's for you is for you and there is goodness in you and don't let the devil trick you to be a hater okay now number four marry your purpose purpose is the foundation of relationships Each one has a purpose which becomes a pair. Soulmates share the same mission. It creates a partnership. So master your purpose. Read Genesis uh, chapter 2 verses 18. God sent Adam a help meet. We are help meets. We are not the head. We are the helpers of our husbands. Okay. We are to help them. Not be the boss, not run the house, not talk down to men, our husbands. We are to assist them. Now, when our husbands get out of line and they disrespect us, you can definitely let them know that there is no way you're going to put up with that type of disrespect from them. But you do not be the head, you are not the head of your home. Your husband is the head. He's the provider. He is to protect you and watch over you and take care of you. Even if you make more money than your husband, you are to take care of your husband by being his help meet to be there for him. And he is to be there for you because he is your protector. He is your provider. God will hold him accountable if he does not do those things that is in the Bible that he is supposed to do, being the head of the household. Not to be treating your woman beneath you and not to be out there cheating, messing around with women and those type of uh, uh, derogatory things. 
your husband is to love you like as Christ loves the church. So these these um, men with this backward thinking, thinking that they rule the woman. No, you don't rule anyone. Adam didn't rule Eve. Eve did not rule Adam. You're equally the same. You know, the same women were given dominion over the earth as well as Adam. So women, I notice that a lot of women are bossy and mean, telling their men what to do, treating them less than because they know more. And yeah, we, we, a lot of us, we know more. We're very intelligent. We're women who are very intelligent and we are smarter than men. But, and a lot of us are making more money, but that does not give us the right to disrespect our husbands and or if you're dating a good guy and he's a nice laid back gentleman who loves you unconditionally he's accepted you for who you are and then you're going to talk down to him and you're going to treat him like trash we are out of order for that but yet you meet Bobo who doesn't respect you and you're going to sit around and let him take your body, talk down to you, call you all kinds of names, and then you give that gentleman respect and honor. You got it twisted. You rather serve Satan than serve a man of God who have come into your life that loves you for who you are. You know, no, he may not have what you have, meaning... Uh, the education level, money level, uh, whatever the situation is. When you meet a good man, you respect that good man, okay? And you be with, you respect him and you love him and you honor him. You do not step on the necks of good men that were sent to you by God. He may not be the most handsome. He may not be the tallest guy. He may not be the richest guy. But if God sends you somebody, a circle of men in your life that love you for you and allow you to be you where you don't have to go and get plastic surgery, you don't have to go and be fake, uh, be outside of who God created you to be, you need to love and respect that man. And when them bobos come, them ones that's a pimp in your mind, the ones that got you spending your money, buying them things, you buying stuff for men and they ain't bought you nothing, you know? We have really, really got to get ourselves together internally because we are not going to make it. There are men out there. I know that you're seeing there's a shortage, yes, due to homosexuality and prison. And, uh, you know, there's drugs. A lot of men are drug addicts. Yes, there are some problems, but there are some good guys that are being looked over because some of them are shy some of them are sitting back, you know, looking, trying to find a queen. But if we're not acting like queens, how are you going to be chosen? How will you be chosen? Bobos are out there. Those are Satan's army of men that are destroying women's lives. And they're tearing your heart up. They're breaking your heart. And you're crying in the dark because a lot of women are narcissists just like men are. And you want to be so tough. But you go home. And you're crying in the dark because you done let Bobo disrespect you. You laying on your back, laying your life down, getting STDs, messing with somebody else's man. You know they're involved with other people, but you choose to devalue yourself just for three minutes of pleasure. It ain't no more than three minutes. Trust me, it ain't all that to degrade yourself. 
Sex is overrated. So you you long to be with somebody to put their hands on you that's going to only last for three to three to maybe max five minutes. Trust me, max five minutes. So it ain't worth it. It is not worth it, ladies. You need to straighten yourself up and get yourself together so that we can have a better world. Number five, you need to trust God completely. We try to fabricate the word of God, the work of God. You go to Pro, Pro, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. You got to trust God and be where kings and queens gather. You say you're trusting God, but we're out there dressing, showing our flesh to a bunch of vicious animal-like people. This is not showing that we are waiting on God by this type of behavior. If we trust God, he will prove himself worthy because God is a God of second choices. For the So for the life that we lived prior to today, you can wash that all away by repenting of your sins, asking God to forgive you for all that you've done that he is not happy about. Repent, turn your life to Christ, and he throws that into the sea of forgetfulness because we deserve better than that. Surround yourself with people who you want to be like, which are kings and queens. Go where they gather, and you need to trust in God and stop showing your flesh. Women, stop showing your breasts. It's okay to have a little bit of cleavage, but all everywhere I go, I see boobs just hanging out. Boobs hanging out, butts hanging out, and it is so bad. Now listen, when I was younger, I did the same thing because I did not know any better. I was an unconscious queen. Most of my life, because my father didn't wasn't there to give me that talk, and men took advantage of me. And yes, I had a body that was a ten; it was probably a twelve, you know. And I and and I dressed like I was broken, but men took advantage of me. Okay, they couldn't see how intelligent I was, you know. They they only see thighs and legs and and uh, breasts and. You know, that's what they look at. Men are visual and we are emotional. We are more, um, we, we operate out of our feelings. They operate from the eyes and it's, it's unfortunate. So, you know, cover yourself up in a way that I'm not saying dress like old, old lady or, oh, not, not, I can't say old lady. I'm an older woman, but I know how to dress. I dress for my body shape and I dress like a lady. I dress like a queen because I am a queen and I don't show people all that I have. Okay. Now, men who have dirty minds, no matter what, they can see through whatever you got on and they're going to try you. If you're easy to get in the bedroom and lay down, that's what they're going to do because men will lay with anything. Okay, and that's why we have to be careful, especially these narcissistic, misogynistic men in this world are taking advantage of women and girls. So that's why it's important that your daughters know who they are. It's important that you as a woman, a grown woman, a queen, a conscious queen, 
you have to act like it. Now, if you're unconscious, if you're an unconscious queen, you need to repent of your sins and you need to go to Christ and you need to ask Christ to show you what you need to do to get back into a conscious state of mind so that you can sit on that throne with your crown on and you represent yourself so that we can change this world and we need it to, to do it together one by one each of us if we can turn into our internal selves and fix what that is that is broken within us and love each other we can change this world I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. And I'm going to talk about it. We need to love more. Okay. We need to love more. And I gave you a love challenge. I believe it was November or December in 2019. I gave you a love challenge. A love challenge to learn to love everyone that you meet. Give someone a uh, uh, some type of love. By saying hello, how are you, you know, greeting one another, loving one another, getting to know one another, and stop this ignorance that we have been um, passing on through this earth generations after generations and after generations, okay? It's time for change, okay? Whoops, I'm at 33 minutes, and so uh, that's it for uh, today, okay? I love you so much. And I thank you for this time. And let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we just want to thank you for this day. Father God, we want to attract what we want. God, so help us to be queens, a conscious queen. And help those unconscious queens to be more conscious of who they are in you, Father God. We need you, Father God, today. There's so much brokenness amongst women, and we need your help. We need your healing balm to come down inside of us and to heal our souls so that we can change the face of this nation, which is full of hate, misogyny, narcissism. Lord, we need more love, and it starts with women, us women, the queens, okay? The women that you created, the ones that you love so much. And you said, we are so special to you. And we thank you today, God. We thank you for creating us, Father God. We thank you for all that you've done for us, Father God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for our children. We thank you for our grandchildren. We thank you for family, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Oh God, strengthen us who are wives. Strengthen those who are girls, uh, single, We need you, Father God, and we need to come together in you, in the name of Jesus. And we're asking for your strength, your power, your eyes, your soul to make this happen, God. And we can't do it without you. So we're asking that you come into our lives. We repent of our sins. We know that you are Lord and you are our Savior. And we thank you today, God. We thank you. We thank you today, God, for waking us up. We thank you for providing for what you have given us, everything that you've given us, Father God. We thank you. And we thank you for what you're about to do in each and every one of us. We are your queens, the queens of the universe, God. 
We're waiting on your instructions to lead us and guide us to what you want each and every one of us to do. In the meantime, we're going to keep on praising you and we're going to keep on loving you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, family, thank you. I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it until we meet again.